Welcome to LifePoint Church. Our mission is to glorify God and make gospel-driven disciples by engaging people in the unexpected joy of a life more and more dependent on Jesus. Psalm 136, verses 1 through 9. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. You know, it's interesting. This is a, a great year. 364 days ago was January 1st, and that was a Sunday, and we were gathered here for worship that day. And that Sunday, we kicked off a, a focus, and we talked about this in the fall leading up to it, uh, 2023. We kicked off a focus for a year on bold prayer. And that day we kicked off a series looking at prayer, looking at, at how Jesus taught us to pray called Our Father, Lord, Teach Us to Pray. And we went through this series on, on Jesus' instructions for prayer followed by Jesus' instructions for fasting. And then as a church, we had this season of prayer and fasting and we saw God do amazing things last year. And so we wanted to wrap up this year, come back with a focus on prayer to finish this year because it's been an awesome year and, and we don't just focus on prayer for a year. We, we, we have a different, a new focus for the upcoming year for 2024. We're, we're calling this Next Steps and we're looking at what it means to take our next steps with Jesus in this upcoming year. And today we are excited to, to help, hopefully help everybody take a next step in prayer. Even if you're, if you're a little kid, or if you're an older kid, a great big kid, and you've been around here for a long time, or, or if, if this is like, like your, your hundredth New Year's worship experience, we want to take a step in prayer today. And you know, after a week like this past week, where hopefully you've got some time maybe to relax, or maybe you've had some time to work really hard hosting people that you love. Maybe you've had some time to sort of let your guard down and you have gotten a little bit sick, like some of my family. Maybe, I don't know what this week has been, but our hope is that today we can refocus together in prayer as we look back on this year, look ahead to what's coming, and maybe take a fresh step in prayer today. So we're looking at this psalm. I had Candace read a portion of Psalm 136. And this is the thing, I love this, uh, how, how this psalm, it's this call and response structure. And we kind of planned and structured our prayer exercise today around this idea, this call and response. But look at this response, this repeated in every verse. It says, for his steadfast love endures forever. 
And as followers of Jesus, the heart of how and why we pray and that is special and unique about what it means to follow Jesus is that our prayer comes from this foundation, this basis that our God, our creator, our heavenly father has this steadfast love that just endures. Kids, it's like the kind of love your parents have for you. You know that no matter what, they love you. We have a heavenly father who loves us no matter what and that's why we come to him in prayer. And so today what we have is a prayer exercise, and hopefully you got it. There's this version for the grown-ups, and then this version printed in blue for the kids. And we are going to walk through this prayer exercise. And we're doing this because sometimes after a long, maybe difficult week, I don't know what your week has been like, Sometimes it's hard to know how to approach God and take a step toward God in prayer. And, and sometimes it's helpful to have an exercise. So this exercise, if you look at it, there is, if you can go to the next slide for me, Ross, we have, um, I, I kind of put some screenshots up here. There's five different movements in this exercise. In each movement, there's a left-hand column that kind of describes this movement, and then a right-hand column with some space to write. And, and I'm gonna introduce each, each section here, each movement of prayer, and then give us some some quiet time in here that is not, doesn't have to be silent, but you can talk to your neighbors and stuff to actually write some things out in prayer as we go through this. And then at the end of, of this time, of the message time, where we walk through this prayer exercise, we're gonna, I, I slipped our sound guy at 20, and he's gonna turn this mic on. And we're gonna have an opportunity in a spirit of worship to edify each other. We'll have time if a few folks wanna come and share the prayer that we write today with us as a church body to lead us into our final song of worship on this, the final Sunday of 2023. So that's the plan for today. You don't have to get up and share yours. But if, if the Lord leads you and, and you're one of the, the, the couple of folks that make your way up here and want to share that, we would love to, as a congregation, take a step in prayer together this morning. So that's where we're headed. And kids, there, are, there is on, on your prayer sheet here some special instructions for you. And I just want you to know, kids, I, I made some extra space on here, so maybe you're not great at making your letters yet. You can draw a picture for these sections if you're not good at writing. If it's hard to capture your thoughts in writing, you can draw some pictures for these prayer sections, kids. So let's look at the first section here. This first section is adoration. Adoration. And in adoration, we adore God. We glorify him for who he is, for what he's done. And here in this section of prayer, I want to encourage you to consider what God is like what he's like in, in the broad picture. We'll have a chance later on to thank him specifically for what he's done in your life. But think about who God is in his character and what he's done in this earth, his creative or redemptive work that is worthy of praise. You know, we, we read Psalm 136, and you can see some of this broad language in the first couple of verses of Psalm 136. He says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He's got this goodness deep in him. His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. He is the God of gods. There's no other God above him. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. He is the highest authority. To him who alone does great wonders. This is the psalmist thanking God for what he is all about, who he is in his character. And, and this is a great way to approach God. And I just want to say before we get too far, if maybe... You know, you, you wouldn't consider yourself a follower of Jesus today. Let today be a window into a God whose steadfast love for you is 
good and it endures forever. You can see what it's like to approach him in prayer. So I want to encourage you to participate as well. So with this, let's take just a moment. I'm going to be quiet and you can talk amongst yourself. Pull out a pen. if Hopefully you got a pen. Take a sip of your coffee and and write out a little bit in this right-hand column. It says, give praise to the Lord for, that's a prompt, write a couple of lines and then we see here we're using the structure of Psalm 136. This section will end with for his steadfast love and do us forever. So let's take a moment and write some prayers here. Kids, maybe you're drawing a picture. I drew a picture, kids, of the, the mountains that I got to see yesterday it was up there. Maybe you drew a picture of why God is good. And maybe it's something that he's made or he's done. Hopefully you've had a chance to finish writing a prayer, giving praise to God and adoration. This is our first movement of prayer, is adoration. Our second movement, and you can keep working on that if you need to. We're going to move forward. We want to we have time for, for these. Our second movement is confession. And this is something that not, not every Christian tradition practices in a real public way, but Scripture is very clear about how good it is that we confess our sins. James chapter 5, verse 16 This is the brother of Jesus. He says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. We see here, there is this invitation in Scripture that we would be honest with not just God but each other about the ways that we sin, that we fall short, that we miss the mark of, of, of what it means to follow God. You know, he has, has set this ethical bar that is, is so good, that he's the source of all goodness, but we, we fall short. And so I want to encourage you to consider what are, what are some of the decisions, not just decisions, but tendencies you have in your life that tend to move you away from God's design from his plan, from his commandments for you. Maybe there's specific things, but maybe, you know, you know I just have this tendency, this, this self-sufficiency in me that, that wants to do it my way instead of submitting to God. In what ways maybe have you taken matters this year into your own hands? As you look back and you say, I need to confess to God the way I trusted in myself and my ability to provide instead of trusting God to provide for me. Or maybe there's ways that you have walked in the flesh instead of keeping in step with the fruit of the Spirit of God. You know, there's, if you're trying to figure out what to confess, Galatians chapter 5, if you go there, we see this contrast between uh, walking by the Spirit and gratifying the desires of the flesh. You know, he, we see this written, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do but if you're led by the spirit then you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. We've talked about this in our previous sermon series. Uh, sexual immorality and impurity, idolatry, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger and rivalries, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness. Things like these are in contrast to what it means to walk in the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
As you think about what it means to walk in the flesh, what it means to walk in the spirit, what are, what are the ways that, that, that you and I can confess our sin to God? And we see in this verse from James that, that there's, there's a good in confessing this, even in the, the context of community. And we're gonna keep it PG in here with whole families, but, but it, it's okay to admit before God and each other ways that we fall short so we can pray for each other. There's healing in that, that we can, we can move forward in God's grace and mercy when we're honest. So kids, for this section, think about what are the things that you've done that are mean or maybe unkind? Kids, have you, have you struggled a little bit maybe being nice to your siblings or honoring your parents? I want to encourage you kids to tell God about how you maybe have, have sinned by drawing a picture or writing some words and the rest of us, let's take some time to write out a prayer of confession that starts with this prompt, I confess to you, Lord, for I, and then fill in the blank, but the good thing is that we know we land in God's steadfast love even when we take our sins before him. Let's take a moment now and confess. Wrap up your section on confession. Kids, one of the things I confess is sometimes I respond to people in anger. And usually it's because of pride in me. So I'm not very good at drawing, but I drew an angry Wes. Let's see. My kids know that face, unfortunately. Um, turn, your, turn your prayer guide over. And our next movement is... Lament. And this is something that I think if the church in general were to confess before God, hey, we've missed the mark, it might be on working together as followers of Jesus to find a voice that honors God and lament. And kids, lament is, is telling God about the things that make you sad. That's why it says here, things that make me sad. Because God has a very special, special kind of love when we're sad. When we're feeling sad or depressed about something, he loves us in a, in a very near way, scripture tells us, and, and he also loves it when we tell him about it, when we find a voice to share with him how we're sad. So kids, I wanna encourage you to start drawing a picture or writing about maybe some of the things that, that make you sad. Your creator God loves loves to know when you're feeling sad and he loves for you to tell him about it. Um, Grown-ups, lament is something that is, it's, it's a uniquely Christian expression of faith. It is, as, as I, I put a quote in here from an author, Mark uh, Vrogop, he says, lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. It's acknowledging this world is broken in ways that are outside of our control, but in ways that affect us deeply. It acknowledges that there's pain in places that we weren't designed and meant to experience pain. It acknowledges that there is death, that there is cancer, that there are broken relationships, that there are things that, that affect us in this world in deep, deep ways. And I, I, I gave you some psalms here. I want to encourage you, um, if, if you have an unexpressed voice of lament before God, things that 
are painful that you haven't come to the Lord in prayer about, I want to encourage you, look at all of the lament that is in Scripture. God invites us to take these things, this pain and these burdens, to him in prayer. He invites us to pray some things that kind of leave you going like, are you allowed to say that to God? (laughs) If you read through some of these psalms, I gave you just some examples of psalms that you can look at. Um, Just one, one example here is Psalm 13. This, is, this is, was to the choir master. This is something that they would sing together. Imagine singing this. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? John, is that a chorus in one of our things we've been singing? How long will you hide your face from me? You know, this is a prayer that says, God, I don't see you here. How are you working in this? I don't get it. It's a prayer in pain, but it leads to trust. He finishes here, verse five, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. This is somebody being honest about God. You seem far right now and I don't get everything that's happening. We see lament in the, uh, the, the prophet uh, Habakkuk. We traveled through this a couple of years ago. You can put this scripture up here. Um, this is from Habakkuk 3. And this is an example of what lament can look like. And this is how I've encouraged us to structure our prayer of lament today. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. uh, The prophet says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Like, this is bad. (laughs) Nothing's growing. There's no herd in the stalls. Every, like, this is like a, a, a lament of great loss. Though all of these things are true, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. It may take you saying, come on, soul, <laughs> don't get shy. Stand up and praise the Lord right now, even though it feels you're feeling the loss. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Lament is a prayer that begins in pain and ends in trusting the Lord. I want to invite you to consider what are the ways that you can bring your lament before God? What what are your even though laments, the things that you're saying, man, I don't understand why you let this happen. I don't understand why we've experienced this. I don't get how this could fit into anything good. What are your, 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 your even though laments? And then we'll, we'll close this section with this declaration. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation for his steadfast love endures forever. So let's take a moment. Give voice to the lament in your heart. Let's go to God with our pain and land in a place of trust. Let's take a minute now. Our next movement of prayer is thanksgiving. Now kids, just as God loves when you tell him about the things that make you feel sad, he loves it when you tell them about the things that you are thankful for. These could be very simple uh, things that you're thankful for. I love what is written in 1 Thessalonians. Uh, We see this in verses 
uh, chapter 5, verses 16 to 18, says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Kids, maybe you are thankful for seeing the candy man on your way in here, and you got a piece of candy from Mr. Jeff, and that's awesome. <laughs> that's really, I see that, yeah. Maybe you're thankful for getting some really special time with your grandparents this Christmas, or maybe it's a special gift that you received at Christmas. Um, take some time, kids, to write or draw a picture of something that you are thankful for, what you're thankful for, who you're thankful for. You know, there's lots of places we can go in Scripture to see uh, what it means to, to give thanks to God. And I want to encourage you, we can give thanks to him in all circumstances. If, if what God's word says is true, there is something in every circumstance that we can be thankful for. Even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of lament, there are still things we can be thankful for. So take a minute and write down a prayer or kids draw a picture of what you're thankful to God for. Let's, let's embrace this movement of thanksgiving. Finish up this section here. And we turn to our final section, the section of supplication. Supplication simply means asking, asking God for, for, for help, for requests. And kids, this section for you is called asking for help because God loves to help us. When we ask him for help, when we need help, he loves to help us. And so I want to encourage you, if you've got something you want God's help with, ask him with a picture or with some words. And, you know, for us um, adults, uh, we, we can see throughout the scriptures, God invites his children to come to him with requests, all kinds of requests. He wants us to go to him when we need something, when we want something. And he promises to, to answer these prayers in ways that will help grow our faith. And so I want you to, this is maybe an opportunity to look ahead a little bit, um, to look ahead to uh, this upcoming year. And what are the points in this year that you anticipate, boy, I'm going to need the Lord's help with this. I'm going to need the Lord's help. You know, he says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, he says, Do not be anxious about anything. You have some things in this upcoming year that bring anxiety if you think about them too much. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So consider this upcoming year. What are the ways that you anticipate? Oh, I'm going to need Jesus. I'm tempted to be anxious. I need to grow in my faith this year. You know, I, I look at this personally. I have a daughter who's going to be 13 this year. We're, we're entering teenage years, and there's, there's a whole new kind of faith that I know comes with that. And, and I don't know what it is for you, but what are the things that you know are going to grow and test your faith? You're going to need to demonstrate deeper trust in God. Let's go to God with, with this, this opportunity to ask for supplication, ask for help. Lord, grow my faith. Help me be ready for this. Let's take a moment and write down a prayer of supplication. Wrap up your prayer time, and um, we want to offer these prayers to the Lord. 
And you can do that individually. We're going to have some time here. Um, I think we've got somebody arranged from the worship team to come and provide a little background for us. Um, We'll have some time here, and I'll start by sharing my prayer, and then if invite the opportunity for a few of you if if you're interested to come and share your prayer up here. We've got a mic and I can help adjust it for you. But we love the chance to go to God in prayer. And this doesn't need to be polished. We've come up with this together. It's okay if this isn't, you know, like a like a a, a really well rehearsed prayer. I, I didn't write mine out ahead of time. It's gonna it's gonna come out kind of kind of kind of rough here um, because we've been going through this together uh, creating this prayer together but I hope that this is a step for you that will encourage you in your time as you go home with your family with your roommates with your friends as you consider this past year and celebrate tonight moving into a new year I hope this will help you take a step with Jesus in prayer Father, I give praise to the Lord, for you are so good. You made this earth with beauty and wisdom, and I see your goodness, for your steadfast love endures forever. I confess to you, Lord, for I have a pride that expresses itself in self-sufficiency and sometimes even in anger, not relying on you, God. I'm motivated by a self-serving desire to please people, instead of being faithful to you, God. I tend to ignore your design for my life and how I care for my body and how I (laughs) embrace your command and design for rest and nutrition. And I overwork and ignore what you've invited me to in Jesus. But I trust you for your steadfast love endures forever. Lord, even though even though I've seen good friends who've suffered and passed too soon this year, even though sometimes you feel far from me in the midst of difficult days and moments and challenges, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation, for Lord, your steadfast love endures forever. And I give thanks to the Lord, as you have shown me your goodness and the love of my family here at LifePoint and my family at home. You've carried my kids through a big school transition this past year. I praise you for that and thank you for that. You've helped them take new steps of faith. I praise you for seeing, seeing those steps. I see your steadfast love endures forever. And I pray, help me, Lord, demonstrate faithfulness as a dad this year to my kids as they grow, as we enter new seasons of life in our family. Help me, Lord, give me the faith to trust you, to grow in trusting you at home and as an under-shepherd of Jesus and ministry here at LifePoint. May I be faithful to lead and serve as you have called me, in a way that looks like Jesus, because your steadfast love endures forever. Heavenly Father, we pray because you are good. Your love is steadfast and it endures forever. And because of that, we know we can come to you in prayer, that you receive us with great love. Father, I ask that you would hear our prayers
those that are spoken here and those that are written, those that are unspoken, those that, that we're afraid to even let out of our hearts, I pray that you would hear our prayers today. I ask that we would know the nearness of a God who loves us even in the midst of pain and loss and difficulty. I pray that our hearts would find find rejoicing and thanksgiving in you, even in the midst of, of these things. We give you praise, God, because you are the kind of God that we can come to in prayer. So, Lord, draw us to yourself. I pray for my friends here today that we would know your goodness more deeply and more powerfully this upcoming year. Grow our faith. Help us to see you and trust you. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That concludes LifePoint Church's podcast. For more information about our church, visit sharethelife.org.